Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. everyone. Thanks for joining me today on the Make and Decorate podcast with Stephanie Socha Design. I'm Stephanie and this is episode four. Today's topic is going to be about sergers and cover stitch machines. Just a couple quick things before we get started. I'd just like to remind you to please rate and review the podcast. Uh, it really helps the search engine in um, the different players if it has, um, you know, the more ratings and reviews that it has. So I'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And the secondly, this episode was recorded um the week right after the 4th of July. So at the beginning, I kind of go through what's, what, what was going on and um, at that point in time and um, talking about, you know, some gardening, which at this point that this is going to get released, it'll be the end of August. So just know that what I'm talking about um, happened in June and early July. So before we dive into that topic, I'm just going to give you uh, an update on what's been going on around here. Um, we're just into the second week of July, and um, I'm finally back to work this week after about three weeks. One of those weeks, I was on vacation in mid-June and came home with pneumonia and I do not wish this on anyone. I have never had it before, but I had a high fever for four days straight and then got on to some strong antibiotics. Um, but it's been a slow uh, healing process and I am just back to work this week. Um, feeling better, not 100%, but um, much better than I was. So um, yeah, it was it's so strange. But um, we've had such rainy weather this season. And we went on vacation way up north um, in the north woods of Wisconsin. That's where my husband's family is from. And uh, there was a huge family reunion. And so we took our dog with us and we try to take Cooper um, with us whenever we can. He loves road trips. And we stayed in this lodge that did, ha did not have air conditioning. And the weather was hugely, um, it was just a ton of humidity. And on top of the humidity, there was like monsoonous rain every day we were there. It just rained, thunderstormed, and it was stifling hot. And then in this lodge that we stayed in, we were in the lower level basement, and there just wasn't enough circulation, and the floors were covered with condensation. So I think just between the weather, the reunion, it was rainy. So we were out in the rain a lot. And um, 
in this damp environment in this lodge that we stayed in. And then, of course, because it was so hot, we had a, a ton of fans blowing from every direction. So now you've got like this wind blowing on you with this damp air and the heat and humidity. So I guess that was like a perfect concoction to, to get me sick. So anyway, <laughs> both my husband and I agreed next time, air conditioning is a non-negotiable. Yay. So anyway... um, when I did go on vacation, I, I brought my portable machine, sewing machine, because I knew I would have some downtime. And um, there was a beautiful, huge picture window in uh, the, there was the lodges um, set up where the main level is like a large open great room space and a huge picture window overlooking the lake. There's a small lake in the back. So that was beautiful. And um, I set the sewing table up right in front of this window. It was fantastic. And I brought the project I brought to work on was a quilt that I've been working on for the past four years here and there when I when I can because it was um, a project from a class that I took four or five years ago. And it was um, half hexes. So the hexes were made from a Sizzix die cut machine. And you cut out a bunch of those hexes. And then you sew those together into rows. And then you sew those rows together. And they make full shaped hexes once they're all sewn together. So it's still a lot of work, though, to sew each individual little half hexy together to make up these rows. Um, but I'm finally almost done with it. I got probably a third of the quilt top um, completed. Uh, all the rows are completed, but actually attaching them together to like a an actual full cloth. Um, that's that's about a third of the way done. So I still have several rows to piece together. Uh, but there was one um, mishap when I, we got up there and I set everything up. I forgot my power cord at home. Oh, I lugged all this stuff up there and could not believe that I left the power cord. And we're in the middle of basically nowhere. It's very rural up there. And, uh, so I, um, looked up, there's not a local quilt shop in the town where we were at, but there was one in the next town over, which is about 20 minutes away. So I called and I looked up and there was a quilt shop listed and I thought, well, maybe they have a power cord that they can just loan me. Um, and I called and um, the quilt shop was no longer open, but the woman who answered the phone was the owner of that quilt shop, and uh, she is now um, a long armor out of her home. And she was so nice. I, I just couldn't believe it because when she heard that I had left my power cord at home, immediately she says, I don't know how you are going one day without sewing. And I immediately said, oh, you so understand me. I mean, this, this is like, just amazing, because everyone else around me, of course, you're like, oh, you forgot your power cord, whatever. And they don't get it. But those of us who live and breathe 
to sew or quilt our next project and look forward to doing that on our vacations, we get it. We know how enriching and fulfilling it is to feed our souls. So that was really cool. And um, she had a power cord and she said, but I'm not sure it's going to fit your machine. So I'm going to lend you the entire machine. It was so cool. I mean, who does that? Lend a machine to someone you don't even know. The timing was perfect because my husband and his cousin were running errands um, in a town near where she was located, and they picked up the machine for me. It was kismet, so they picked up the machine and brought it back uh, to the lodge for me. Uh, and I, I'm still amazed at this, the kindness that this woman um, displayed uh, because I'm from the big city, you know, Chicago. And it's very different from a rural city, or it's not even a city, a rural town, because we don't know everyone's name. This is not a small town. So, you know, stranger danger. And there's a healthy uh, level of skepticism, which helps to keep us safe. Um, so I was blown away by this woman's kindness. Um, however, I, I wasn't, I mean, I was blown away, but at the same time, I was reminded that, you know, this is what quilters and makers do for each other. We are our own, you know, family uh, amongst each other. And it's, it's, I'm sure that, um, I mean, I would, I would do the same thing for another um, sewist or quilter when you really think about it. Um, but Anyway, I, that was like a really cool highlight of, of my trip. Current projects, um, I, you know, I, I, since I was sick the last few weeks, it was, um, you know, I had a major kind of like halt to what I had been working on. But last week I started up again on um, a, this king size quilt that I am commissioned to make for one of my clients. Um, so it was nice to get back to that. And I've got a couple of other, I actually have a, I have a long list of things. So um, uh, just um, some gifts that I'm making for my family and some other friends. Um, this seems to be another huge year of, of new babies being born. And um, so I've got three baby quilts that I have to make um, like ASAP, but one thing at a time. Um and uh, other projects that are not sewing related, um, I, my husband and I are, are making this lattice wall to install on our deck. Um, we have a raised deck um, I, that is attached to the back of our house, and we are in a very city neighborhood, so our houses are very close together, and um, uh, you, I mean... I can see all the way down the block of all the backyards on our deck. So the level of privacy is like zero. Um, but anyway, so uh, the the purpose of this lattice wall is twofold. First, um, I am growing um, some viney um, vegetables. So I've got yellow and green zucchinis. And I've got a beautiful flowering mandavia vine with that... Um, flowers in these beautiful deep red um 
like tropical style flowers and I have aroma tomato plant. So uh, my envision for this is to make it look like this living wall where these vines just grow up the lattice and create this beautiful green um, living wall. So, um, but the weather has just not been cooperating. Uh, so it's been taking us a while to get this done. I am hoping to complete this by the end of the week because the, the vines on these plants are starting to really, um, you know, grow and get out of control. So we've got to get this done. But between all the rain we've been having and then all of the 100 degree weather days, it's been hard to, to get anything done. So, um, yeah, that catches us up on what's been going on around here. Um, so... Let's get into sergers and cover stitch machines. I think the topic of sergers and cover stitch machines has been quite elusive um, in the in, in our industry, I guess I would say. Uh, it's just um, because I think it's because it's a very specialized niche of a machine and um, can be complex to use and to learn. So, um, and it's intimidating. And when I talk about the sergers and cover stitch um, throughout this episode, this is all just um, from my research and my personal opinions. So I, I'm not sponsored by anyone. And um, I know that there are other brands out there, but I have not used them personally. So I'm going to give you information on actual machines that I have um, used, machines that I own, and um, will give you a, a much better idea of what these machines do and what to look for if you're interested in um, acquiring one of these machines. So first of all, what are they? Uh, a serger and a cover stitch are two separate types of um, tools, I guess you could say. Uh, they can be standalone machines, and they also have combination machines where you can switch over from one to the other. Uh, so... It just depends on what you do and what you um, intend to use it for. So a serger um, does not replace a sewing machine. It's it's basically like an add-on machine. And, and again, it's more of a specialty. So a serger machine um, holds anywhere from two to five threads, and it um, can finish raw seam edges, um, overlocks, um, and it can do construction on knit garments. You can make an entire knit piece of clothing on a serger machine uh, because the stitch on it is flexible and when the knit fabric stretches, the thread, the way that it's sewn, um, stitched on an overlock machine gives. It's very flexible so the thread will not break. Um, it's also very nice to use for decorative edges. So you can use, um, you know, any, really any type of thread um, in this machine through the loopers and, um, 
uh, like thicker thicker threads that will not thread through your sewing machine and go through the needle you could put those in the looper part of this machine and it will overcast a really cool nice thick decorative edge um, there are tons of different types of threads there's like a yarn thread woolly nylon um, there are thicker jeans type of threads um, metallic you name it there's the sky's the limit and um, so that's really fun to use a serger for. There's also a blade that cuts excess fabric away. So it's also a very efficient machine as, in far, as far as production goes. So if you are um, serging a knit garment, you will finish. You will not only construct your garment, but you will finish it and clip and have um, completely... Um, encased edges all in one swipe. Uh, whereas on a sewing machine, you're going to sew your construction stitch and then you will probably um, trim down the um, seam allowance and then you will choose like a zigzag stitch to um, finish the um, last like quarter inch of the seam allowance that you have cut down so that there's no raw edges. Um, so this, well, the serger will just do this all in one, one step. Um, and then a cover stitch machine is definitely more geared towards garment making. Um, it, it gives professional finishes on garments like the hems, um, hems of sleeves, um, it also can be used for home deck if there's a chain stitch um, on the cover stitch machine. Uh, the decorative chain stitch is also fun and can be used for um, a lot of different types of things, even quilting and um, doing some really cool decorative art stitches on art quilts. Um, and more recently, um, Baby Lock has made um, a machine that has a, a larger throat space to where you can construct and piece quilt tops. Uh, and not only that, you could also um, do actual quilting um, with the chain stitch um, for... Um, you probably wouldn't do a large quilt on this, but I, a class that I took from them, we quilted in a diamond pattern from a chain stitch, um, a diamond pattern on uh, fabric that was made into a um, jewelry roll. So that was really cool. Um, so those are the differences of a cover stitch and a serger. Um, cover stitch is definitely more geared towards garments and a serger is just more of a general um, type of finishing and construction and decorative edges. So the types of projects for a serger, um, which I went over a little bit, but home deck, um, you can easily run a long seam through there. Let's say if you're making um, you know, drapery panel that you want to finish the edges on, or um, what I like to use it for are table linens, uh, tablecloth, rolled hem. It does a beautiful rolled hem, 
and so fast and easy. If you've, I actually have made a tablecloth the day that I was hosting um, an event, you know, uh, get together at my house. So I just did a real simple rolled edge um, on on a tablecloth fabric, and it was done. And then um, I've also made rolled hem napkins. Um, rolled hem is really a lot of fun. You can make them narrow. You can make it wide. You could use a wide one on the edge of a blanket. Um, uh, baby items, burp cloths, um, bibs. So it's really fun. It's a real fun type of a specialty machine. Um, and then the cover stitch, I like it because I do um, occasionally like to sew apparel and I actually also use it just to even like make uh, alterations to ready-made clothing um, and more most recently I was able to hem um, up this long sleeve um, shirt uh, it was like a few inches too long because I think it was um, more of a men's size, but it was a cool black and white polo type shirt that I liked. So I was able to cover stitch up the hem two inches and it looked like it was still made um, to be that way from the manufacturer. It's a very professional looking type of a finish because you've got on, I mean, if you're wearing a a t-shirt right now, you can look at the bottom hem and I'm wearing a t-shirt and I see on the front there are two straight stitches like a row of double stitch and I flip it over and I see kind of like this zigzaggy overlocky type of a stitch and when I pull on it it stretches with the fabric so that is a cover stitch Um, and it's also on a lot of sleeves so what else? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the sky's the limit for using both a cover stitch and a serger for decorative uses. Um, I've seen people get very creative with them and um, it's fun. So the next thing I'm going to talk about are my top picks uh, because there are... I mean, as with anything, there's a huge range of types and price points. Uh, So I think that if you are in the market and you want to, you know, get a serger or a cover stitch, or if you want to get a combination machine, those are all the three types that are available and all at different price points. If you really just want a basic serger that will um, overlock and finish your seams um, and um, you know just do like a three thread um, which three thread actually is one of the most common stitches that you're going to use on a serger um, then you can um, get a basic serger I think now this serger I have not used but I um, have seen it and um, it's very popular because it is priced at around $400 and it's Brother 1034D. I will have a link in the show notes and it's a three, four thread overlock um, serger. 
it seems to have been designed to be um, easily threaded. However, it is a manual thread serger. So when you first get the machine, there is a learning curve. And I, I have had two me- mechanical, well, they're all mechanical. I've had two manual thread sergers. And um, one is definitely a lot more difficult to thread than the other. So I think that this brother one seems to um, have um, made the threading process straightforward and has given good diagrams and, and, and directions. So that one is a good one to start with. And um, again, is very popular. Uh, basic cover stitch machine, baby lock. And I'm going to say that, um, you know, I, I prefer baby lock. Uh, they actually, this company was the first company to even make and develop a, a serger um, for home use. So they they know this very well, and I think they're a leader in the industry, and they have many different um, options at different price points, from basic all the way up to luxury. So um, I th- I think that that's a very um, and I've used um, uh, I, I've used a bunch of their machines. So that's just based on my personal experience, but uh, they're cover stitch machine. I think it runs at least around $1,000. Uh, it does have this what they call jet air threading. So you don't have to take a pair of tweezers and, you know, take the thread through each little, you know, nook and cranny um, in the machine to thread the two loopers. This one, you just put the little piece of thread inside the tube and press the button and a jet of air just, you know, pushes it all the way through. Uh, that's very convenient and very nice. So um, that's their basic cover stitch. Now, why would you have separate machines? Um, people who sew apparel only definitely prefer to have a separate cover stitch machine from a serger. Because in the construction, and I've run into this myself a few times, you, you kind of need to like switch back and forth from one to the other and to have to sit there and change it every single time is cumbersome and not efficient. So that is why you would have a separate cover stitch machine from a serger. Um, and maybe you don't even need a cover stitch. You don't want to do that type of, of, of stitching. Then the serger is perfect for you. Uh, so then that brings us into the combination machines. And I, um, I have uh, two combination machines. The first one that I got was uh, a Baby Lock Diana. And this one is still in production. I looked it up. And it's um, definitely well under $1,000. Um, and I, this is a really good machine. If you want the best of both worlds, but you want it at a, a, an affordable price, this is a very good machine because aside from the luxury of having the looper threads, um, you know, jet aired through the tubes for you, um, you get the same quality of stitches. And this is a five thread stitch and it can be switched over to a cover stitch machine. You get a chain stitch, a cover stitch, 
differential feed. You can do gathering, make ruffles. Um, you can do a lot with this combo machine at a, a very affordable price. So um, I I do like this machine a lot. And um, but <clears throat> uh, I do also like the um, the the ease and and quick efficiency of pressing a button to thread my loopers. All right, so getting into the mid slash high range serger from Baby Lock, they have a machine. Now, this one is very popular too because um, if you don't want to deal with manual threading, and manual threading can take at least 10 minutes up to, you know, half an hour <laughs> um, if, you're, if there's issues. But uh, the Enlighten is. Um, a nice machine that has the what they call extraordinaire threading and it's similar to the jet air I think it's just a little more sophisticated it, it pushes your threads through the two loopers right away and um, it has some upgraded LED lights there's three of them instead of one and um, there's also a um, specialty stitch called the wave stitch and this is um, what do you call it? Um, only Baby Lock has this wave stitch. I, they must have it patented or whatever. So um, the wave stitch is a really cool decorative stitch. You could do two different threads, two colors, and it sort of is like in a scallop pattern. Um, so if it's, you're using two different colors, you'll see each color in a scallop shape on the edge of your fabric. Uh, again, another nice... Um, decorative um, edge finish for napkins. I've made um, napkins and I've also made a blanket uh, with this wave stitch and I love it. It's really a cool feature. Uh, so, but you know, it, it raises the price point. Uh, but I think that um, a lot of people really like this Enlighten uh, serger. Um, so that's definitely going to be over a thousand. It's probably going to be around two, but don't quote me on that. I don't know specifically. I just want to give you a ballpark range. Um, now one step down from this is the Imagine, which is also a popular machine. And I think that one is probably maybe around 1200. Uh, it does have the Jet Air thread. Um, so if you if you just want that convenience of the jet air threading, then this is a good machine to choose. Uh, no, no other special bells or whistles on this machine other than the jet air thread. Otherwise, it's your basic um, serger machine. And um, okay, so beyond this is what I would call your high-end luxury um, combo machines. And the one that I have is actually now retired or what they call a previous model because last year Baby Lock introduced um, the, um, a new version of this machine, which they named Triumph. But I have what's called the Ovation. Um, and there's still plenty of Ovations around. I'm sure like some dealers still have some on hand. And you'll definitely get a better price point on that machine versus the Triumph. And uh, both of these machines are very expensive, um, and it was an investment for me, 
but it was a planned investment and I actually I am one good way to acquire um, machines at a, a discounted rate is to buy them um, like demos from uh, quilt uh, shows. So um, I know the, the quilt festival show and there's a couple of other shows that that travel around the country. Um, they're trade shows and then they'll also have classes and um, baby lock. Um, usually has um, several classrooms full of machines. And I've taken a couple of classes, um, you know, back six, seven years ago when the Evolution was their top-of-the-line machine. And that's still a good machine as well. Um, so if you can find an Evolution or Ovation um, at a demo or whatever, you'll get a really, um, a nice price point on that. And these are really nice machines. They're definitely what I would consider luxury because do you, do you really need, um, you know, eight threads? Do you really need the extraordinaire threading and, um, you know, the, uh, knee lift and the presser foot lever on the front of the machine? Why, yes, I do. So <laughs> as I as I got more comfortable with surging and saw um, the infinite possibilities, I, I made I wanted that because um, then it got a little frustrating to c- constantly have to manually thread this machine, I wanted to like get to my project. So that's just me. But not everyone needs that. Not everyone likes the bells and whistles. And I, I totally understand that. Uh, so but just so you know, um, the, the, the only differences that I could find from the Ovation and the Triumph machines were that the Triumph has an automatic needle threader. And it looks like they've just relocated the presser foot lifter from the middle front of the machine to the right side front of the machine, um, which is not a big deal. And um, I don't really need an automatic needle threader um, on my machine. So, and I love my Ovation and probably will have that. You know, I probably won't need to to, to purchase another um, serger combination over uh, cover stitch machine. It's just, it's a very nice machine. It, it stitches like butter, so smooth. And it's so easy to use. It's very quick, efficient. I have the wave stitch. And um, uh, just uh, the knee lift I use all the time. So that's a nice feature. And that five inch throat space to the right of the needle is very convenient. So um, I love this machine. And I do use it all the time because it is so easy to use and to thread. And um, so I would say, though, I didn't determine that I needed this machine until I had, you know, some experience and time on a regular serger. And then, of course, you know, Baby Lock does some pretty good marketing because when they fill a classroom up with the top of the line model of their machine and you get to use this to make an entire project, um, you really get to, to see the capabilities and the ease of use and just the, you know, how fun it is to use it. So, um, I will say that's really what got me 
was actually being able to use this machine for a couple of days in a classroom setting and actually making a project from it. Uh, so um, that's another way just to even like test it out because when you're in a dealership, I mean, sure, you can test out the machine, but you're you're really not like doing an actual project and you're really not getting the full feel of what its capabilities are um, and, you know, getting to experience all of that while you're actually making an actual thing like a bag or a, a project. Um, so yeah, I, I, um, highly recommend this machine, these machines. Um, but again, they are at a very high price point, so it's not for everyone. All right. So a word about cleaning and maintenance. It's really no different than your sewing machine. You want to, um, you know, just keep, um, the lint and the dust and the uh, threads, loose threads, cleaned out from the bottom part of your serger and from underneath the um, um, the footplate area. And um, usually sergers um, will come with a pair of tweezers. If they don't, you can buy a pair of long tweezers. Those are very helpful and useful with sergers. And especially if you get the type of serger where you have to do manual threading, you'll definitely use a tweezer to pull that thread uh, through all of the um, places that it needs to go through to serge, uh, to get threaded. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty easy to maintain and to clean. And then you just bring it in like you do with your sewing machine um, every year or every other year for its professional uh, maintenance. Um, so not too hard there. And then um, the only other thing is um, just uh, take advantage of any classes that come with the purchase of your serger. Uh, the only thing I think that you should watch out for is um, sometimes the dealers will consolidate classes. And then um, I act this happened to me and um, uh, the, the first uh, Diana, baby lock Diana serger I purchased. I went to the class and there were all different kinds of models of baby locks there. There were more of the higher end machines in this class and they, um, the class seemed to f center around those machines. So I really didn't come away from there, um, with any more knowledge than when I first bought the machine. So I was disappointed in that. So just, um, not every place does it like that, but it's just something to be aware of and to uh, make sure if you can get a one-on-one -on -one or in a class that has where people have the same machine that you do, that's ideal. Um, and um, just a little another nugget of information. Um, if you do invest in a baby lock, evolution, ovation, or triumph, they have um, they have a thing called an inspiration guide, and it's a three ring binder, big uh, notebook, and it's actually I consider, um, I mean, kind of an extension of the manual of how to use the machines. It's great. There's good photography of the different stitches, and it provides. 
uh, really valuable information on each of the stitches available on those machines, what types of threads can be used or what are recommended, and what the recommended settings are for tension and um, stitch uh, lengths. Um, so it's an invaluable tool for me. I'm really glad. Now, it's a, usually an extra add-on, of course, but um, sometimes um, the dealers might throw that in as a, with a promotion. But it's even something that you can maybe even ask to see if they'll throw it in because it's not in it inexpensive. It was well over $100 for this inspiration guide. But by that point, I had already had my Diana serger and I kind of knew what I was in for. And um, I wanted to make the most of my investment in my ovation. And I'm so glad I did. Because I use that inspiration guide just about every time I use that machine, and um, I love it. I've I've been able to expand my um, knowledge and um, explore. I hope this overview has taken away the intimidation factor on sergers and cover stitch machines, and has given a little bit more clarity on what they are, what they do, and. Uh, which one that you may want to try, if any. Um, and and just knowing that uh, they are a great addition to a sewing space and in addition to a sewing machine, um, they're not only functional, but they can also add uh, fun, decorative uh, elements to your projects. And it just takes a little bit of a learning curve, but if you have the patience and uh, um, to to just um, get through the initial learning curve, the, the hardest thing, I think, is just the threading. And then once um, you get that down, you know, the sky's the limit, and you'll actually have a ton of fun. Um, and uh, like I said, you can just start with a very affordable model to see um, how you're going to use it and if you even are going to like it. Um, I think most people that do invest in a serger and um, if they stick with it, they really find it inv an invaluable tool in their sewing um, space, in their sewing life. I'm curious to know how many of you have a serger and if you have a serger, if you use it, and if you don't use it, why? Uh, what's stopping you? And if you don't have a serger, maybe are you thinking that you might want to get one? Um, so just um, give me feedback. Let me know uh, what's going on in your sewing room and uh, how you feel about sergers and cover stitch machines. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Make and Decorate podcast. And I have exciting news for episode five. I will have my first guest on the Make and Decorate podcast. They are Dory and Katie from the podcast Hobbies Up to Here. My episodes go up every other week. So please come back for episode five for the great conversation I have with Dory and Katie. Bye.